Okay, so we are starting day two of the break the work burnout cycle. Um, and this is something that I'm so excited to talk to you guys about. Today's topic is, can we actually think our way out of burnout? Yes, that is why this is different, okay? Now, the question of the day is, sorry, I'm just going to make sure I'm all the way down at the bottom. Okay. So the question of the day is, can I think myself out of burnout? What do you guys think? Those of you who are here with me live, can you think yourself out of burnout? Rhonda and Gretchen say no. Kathleen says nope. Madhu says, trying to recharge, but often it's not enough. Yeah. It's that trying energy. It's that I'm struggling to figure it out energy. So my, I've given this a lot of thought. Some people on Instagram say absolutely. Some people say yes. So I think that it actually is possible because I like to believe that all things are possible and our mind is incredibly powerful. I like to believe that, yeah, sometimes we can think ourselves out of burnout. We can think ourselves out of really intense, stressful situations. But here's the caveat, right? At to what cost? For how long? can we use that thinking energy? I think <laughs> that the energy of willpower, the energy of force, the energy of pushing, the energy of strategy, the energy of trying to control with like coming up with a million contingency plans, the energy of overthinking. I think that it is a survival mechanism that helps us feel better for a time in maybe for a few moments, a few days, a few weeks, maybe even we could push it for a few months, especially those of us who can function and thrive on higher levels of adrenaline and cortisol. But just like, okay, has anyone ever built a fire? Like in a fire pit, in a fireplace, when camping? I see that it's that the energy of thinking, the energy of strategy, the energy of willpower, like the dopamine motivation hits that we try to get these little bits. It's like the kindling and like the crumbled up newspaper that you use to start the fire. It lights up fast, but it burns out fast too. It is a fast and it is a quick and it is a short lasting energy source, right? Like, have you ever thought about like the energy of willpower? Like you start the day, like, yes, I'm going to do all the things. Yes, I'm going to take care of it. Yes, I'm going to eat well. Yes, I'm going to do great at this. Yes, I'm going to go to my workout. Yes, I'm going to do all the things on my to-do list. Yes, I'm going to show up and be an amazing partner and, and mom and husband and daughter and son and whatever, right? Like, but then like the day goes on and by, I don't know, 10 a.m., <laughs> that willpower suddenly starts to take a hit. You're like, I don't know if I can do all that today. You know, uh, 
I, I know when I was really struggling with the binge eating stuff, I would always start my day feeling like, okay, I'm going to, and I, that, at that time I thought dieting was the answer, which it is not, but I would have the willpower. I'm going to make sure I eat really clean today. And then by like 3 PM, all of that shit went out the window. I did not care. I just wanted to feel better. I just wanted to stop feeling bad. And so I would go to food. So I view the energy of thinking your way out of burnout, especially when you're in survival mode, when you're stuck in survival mode, I see it as that quick burning kindling and crumbled up newspaper that we use to start a fire. Could you imagine if I'm trying to look at my notes to make sure I'm not missing anything, but could you imagine trying to keep that fire going all night just by little twigs, little sticks and some crumbled up newspaper? You'd have to keep adding to it like every five seconds. <laughs> that would be exhausting. Like if you just think about it realistically, like that would be so inefficient. That would be so tiring. You would not be able to go to sleep. You wouldn't feel safe going to sleep if you think about it because you would know like the fire is going to go out any second. So I can't fall asleep. I'm going to wake up freezing. So we don't want king kindling energy like twigs and newspaper kind of energy. What do we want? We want log energy, right? We want full, we want dense, we want the good dried up log energy. I say dried up because you technically do want the wood to be like dry. <laughs> um, I only learned this after moving out here. Anyway, that is the energy that will burn for hours. That is the energy that you can go to sleep and know your fire will keep burning throughout the night, keeping you nice and warm. So let's go deeper. If you had to worry about finding and creating quick sources of energy all the time in your life, would that feel relaxing? Would you feel like, oh, I can actually enjoy this? Would you feel safe going, even like getting a good night's sleep? No, you're not going to feel good on that energy. It's not going to be sustainable. I want you to follow that energy over, I'm sorry, follow that analogy and bring it over to your life, to your experience with burnout now or sometime in the past. How much are you relying on quick energy sources? Creating tasks, for example, creating a task just to stay busy, just to feel, just to satisfy your need to feel productive, just to satisfy your, how you measure your self-worth with doing something, being busy, having something to do, um, taking on more at work so that you can feel like you are worthy of your paycheck. Um, People-pleasing energy, um, quitting and starting new jobs every time you get burnt out as your solution to burnout. Yeah, I've tried that. Doesn't work. Overcommitting yourself to stuff when you know you don't have the time or even the desire to do the thing, but you say yes anyway because you don't want to disappoint someone, because you'll feel bad, because you don't want them to think you are not able to handle it, especially when it comes to like high pressure, fit, um, like high stress jobs. I know people in um, uh, like 
attorneys, doctors, um, let me think, like even first responders, like there is a level of you need to show up this way. Otherwise, you know, we're just going to go right to the next person. But when we are operate in this state, your autopilot brain actually starts to take over and you start doing what you've always done in the past without you even realizing that you're repeating this energetic pattern over and over and over again, which is why we can intelligently and cognitively understand, yeah, this is not a healthy behavior. I know I shouldn't be doing this. This is something I want to break. This is something I want to stop doing. But in the moment when we're presented with that experience that our nervous system has gone into survival mode, we only do what we know to do to keep ourselves safe. And usually that's repeating old patterns that continue to keep us in the work burnout cycle over and over and over again. How many people are familiar with the survival mode states of fight, flight, freeze, and then I'll even mention the fawn state, which I don't normally talk about, but I feel like it can be appropriate in the work situation. Okay, good. So most people are fight, uh, more familiar with it. Great. Um, so fight flight is more of like a higher energy survival state. Okay, it's packed with more adrenaline. It's packed with more cortisol. So this is something where maybe you would operate where like you feel like I have a ton of energy, but it can also manifest as anxiety or irritability or anger or worry or concern or constantly hypervigilant, constantly searching for the next threat or the way that you can avoid something bad from happening. Often people feel safe in this state because at least I'm looking for a danger. And at least I will be already on guard for the danger when it hits because the other shoe is always about to drop instead of me being in a state of relaxation and being caught off guard. This plays out at work, this plays out in relationships, this plays out in our home life, this plays out and it mirrors itself again and again. So I just wanted to clarify, fight flight is a higher energy state. The freeze states and even the fawn state to an extent are more of a lower energy, numb, disconnected, like I mentioned at the beginning, like a frozen block of energy, like a block of ice. This energy is the energy of like despair, hopelessness, we'll say burnout, depression happens here. This is like when you just freeze and something's going on in the mind, but you cannot get yourself to shift. I feel like procrastination can kind of fall into this a bit. Um, Obviously, when you're just completely fatigued and completely exhausted, uh, this is the state that you're in, right? So that's why there are different practices and methods and solutions depending on what state you find yourself stuck in to help you come back into your body, come back into the presence, 
and guide yourself back into safety state, which is where we feel our best, which is where we connect to ourselves, our needs, where we feel safe enough to feel those uncomfortable emotions that can come up often, especially around work, and have us continue to stay burnt out despite feeling miserable, feeling you know, on autopilot, feeling like a walking freaking zombie in our own life. You're not yourself when you are in a state of survival. And I hope that this starts to bring your attention to your daily moments and how you, how you are functioning inside of those moments. Because when you start to bring this, the mindset of the observing with a gentle curiosity about, huh, isn't it interesting that that made me, you know, I was, I'm being really irritable today. Or, huh, isn't that interesting that like, I was going to do this thing. And then the energy just seemed to like drain right out of my body as if somebody opened the, the drain of the bathtub, right? Like the energy was just sucked out of me. Like, what is that about? I will say I felt, I still feel that energy drain where it just pulls right out of my body, like out of nowhere, um, occasionally still. And for me, I've gone underneath the symptoms. Cause now as you, as you do this work with me, you're going to start to look at the way that you respond, like how your body responds when you're on the road to burnout or when you're burnt out, you're going to look at those as messages for you to interpret. They're not bad. They're not good. They're just interesting things about ourselves that help us unlock more about ourselves that we can use to heal ourselves. I actually view it as like, huh, this is something for me to look at. This is something for me to get really curious about. So at, at the beginning, I was not curious. I was hella judgmental. I was like, wow, I have all this stuff I want to do. I have all of, I was on a roll. And then all of a sudden, I, let's just say, I set out to record a few videos for YouTube or something. And I had all of this, all these ideas. And then I went to do it and like all of a sudden I was exhausted. All of a sudden I was like, I need to take a nap. I just feel so unmotivated. I feel physically tired. Like I feel physically just ugh, like it was all just drained out of me. And like, what is that? Where did that go? So I started to get curious and I started to do the work that we do in the course, which is to get curious. Like, what is it about recording the videos? that maybe either scares me what am i making up about what recording the videos means what is the story i'm telling myself about what recording these videos means and so sometimes i journal it and sometimes i eft tap it out both are somatic ways to move energy so you can start to shift it and look at it and feel it and acknowledge it and then eventually release it but I ask myself those questions and those are questions I ask myself often because the answers that I get are, I'm afraid that they're not going to be good. I'm afraid that people are not going to 
think that they're helpful. I'm afraid that it's just going to be a waste of time. I'm afraid I'm going to sound stupid. I'm not good at recording videos. I'm not good at explaining things. I'm not. And all of these limiting beliefs start to come up. That those limiting beliefs, this whole pattern from the start to me getting drained out is a whole pattern that my nervous system responds to the same way every time because that's how I've historically responded in the past. Something in my past made me believe that I wasn't good enough, that I'm not worth listening to, whatever it is. And so now I get to look at that. I get to decide, is that going to be true for me going forward? How can I help myself feel safe to do this thing that I want to do, but I don't feel confident doing? I don't feel, I feel scared to do. And then we do the work to clear it. And then we take small, teeny tiny action steps into helping ourselves feel safe throughout all of the ways, all the steps. Does that make sense? Good. So what's the solution? What is the solution? There's many solutions, <laughs> but today I'm going to talk to you about four solutions about how to stop relying on thinking your way out of burnout and instead open your mind up, open your body and your nervous system up to the possibility that there's a better way for you, not that it's better in general for every single person, but that's better for you, that helps you, that helps you break this cycle, that helps you break this pattern that you repeat again and again and again. So number one is what gets you out of your head and gets you into your body. I realized this when I found that exercise was way more powerful than just like for aesthetics. When I realized, wow, exercise is actually powerful enough to pull me out of a depression, even if it's for like a few hours, it pulled me out of depression. Like I am Christine for a few hours when I move my body. What the F is that about? And 12 years ago, nobody was talking about that. But I was like, there's something to this. So I followed it and I trusted it. And I have not been depressed in many, many years. I use that same process for anxiety. I use that same process for burnout. This is what somatic practices do. So the question people often ask me is like, okay, so I get out of my head, I get into my body, but when I'm burnt out, I have no energy. <laughs> How am I supposed to get energy to like exercise or move my body when I have zero energy? This is where somatic practices enter the conversation, which is so exciting. Okay. So instead of trying to think ourselves out of burnout and strategizing ourselves there, but instead we want to get to the point where we let our internal guidance lead us through feeling and sensation. So that is what we are really talking about when we talk about using somatic practices. They are tools, like we did a few this just at the beginning of this video, that help us to connect to feeling. 
a physical feeling, a physical sensation, an emotion. Emotion is literally energy in motion. But when it's stuck, right, when it's frozen, when it has nowhere to go because it's trapped in our body, we're going to experience a manifestation of that. We're going to experience anxiety. We're going to experience anger, worry, concern, frustration, people pleasing. We're going to experience a drain of energy. We're going to experience depression, numbness, disassociation, disconnection. And that's how the nervous system connects with burnout. What, let me ask you this question. What if you could trust your heart-led desires? What if you can, let's take a step back from that. What if you could connect to yourself to even hear your deepest heart, truthful desires? What would they be saying? 